we would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today. And we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today. Um, how many would testify today that there were things brought into their life, evil things brought into their life, but God turned the tables on the enemy and used it against them? If you'll testify to that, just, yeah, you can put your hands together. Give God a praise for that. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I'm so thankful for what God is doing. I'm thankful for his presence. Thankful for you today. I'm glad you're here. Um, if you want to... Uh, Join me through scripture. Uh, you can look in Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 15 is going to be our anchor verse. We begin uh, just kind of a, a, uh, a beginning of this series last week, an introduction to this series. And we, that we talked about um, what we need in 2021 and we need a breakthrough. And so this series is entitled Breakthrough 21. Over the next uh, few months, we're going to be sharing that. And again, this isn't a theme. This is a direction I believe God has called us to, that we see breakthrough in our lives, that we see breakthrough in our community. But Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And I just want to just kind of plug the first part of that verse, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery uh, to fall back into fear. You're, you are not a slave. You are a son. You are a daughter of the king. You are uh, part of God's forever family. And when you take that to heart, you can see God do some great things. And so again, just kind of keep that verse in mind. I do, just for some housekeeping, I need to do a few things. Um, I do want to make uh, mention, some have asked me about uh, becoming members of Harvest Worship Center. Um, you, uh, we do have a class that you have to take to become a part of this uh, church, and that's just so that you better understand, uh, have a better understanding of what we're about. We do require you attend at least six months before you become a member, but you can take the class at any time um, to, to do that. And uh, why do we, uh, you know, it's strange to some that we offer a class. The reason we offer a class is simply this. I didn't marry my wife after the first date. Okay, um, so we want you to get to know us. We want you to know what our mission, our purpose, what we teach, um, and, and why we feel we exist in this community and, and why God placed us here as a ministry in this community and in this world. And so, again, that will be taking place in February, and um, our associate pastor of education will be taking care of that, and that is uh, Jim Brooks, uh, and uh, I may pop in from time to time on certain things, but, but uh, uh, he's uh, taking the reins of that, so we need to know if you're interested in that so we can get a number for books. We need to make sure we have enough manuals, so little student manuals for you. All right, with that said, I want us to kind of dive into what we're talking about. Um, this year started off with a bang. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, uh, I, I've never in my life seen the devil so anxious to, to make his claim and stake his claim into a year. But I've got news for you. I think the church has something to say about that. 
I think the body of Christ is not going to quietly and silently allow the enemy to steal another year. But we're going to stand in this hour. We're going to stand for breakthrough and see God move. And I've got news for you. Our breakthrough is, does not depend on who controls Congress. It does not depend on who controls uh, the White House. Our breakthrough depends on who controls us. And I'm going to tell you who controls us. It should be the spirit of the living God. And we're going to talk about that. Why? Because well, uh, a long time ago, I got my victory. A long time ago, God gave me victory over death and hell. Amen? long time ago, he set me free when I came to him and confessed my sins. And he became my savior. And because of that, I am a spiritual son. And you are a spiritual sons and daughters. And we have authority in the name of Jesus. But today, we're going to kind of start focusing these in. But Breakthrough 21 uh, is the title of of this series of sermons, but we're going to talk about prayer, breakthrough prayer, what it means to have prayers that break through to heaven. And there is a difference between praying and there's a difference between seeing a breakthrough into the heavenlies. And and, I, and I'm going to tell you, every day we, we can pray, but there's a difference when, uh, you know, uh, God begins to move in us and we begin to feel heaven move in our behalf. And I want to encourage you to not be content with just saying a prayer in 2021, but having breakthrough prayer, that you pray until you touch heaven and heaven touches you. It's kind of like reading the Bible. I, I, I like this, this saying, I didn't come up with it, but it says you haven't read the Bible till the Bible's read you. Um, and simply, we can read the Bible and never have the Bible read us. But when God's Word begins to show things in our lives and expose things in our heart that are not like Him so that we can become more like Him, then we're really getting what we need to out of the Word of God. And so, uh, again, as we pray, God is, is leading us to not just have prayer time, but to have breakthrough prayer time. And, and I want to encourage you to have a, a personal, private place to pray. It's great to pray together. I love it when we all gather and we get, we pray together as family or we pray together but you need to have a personal prayer time in your life one of the greatest opportunities for that by the way is your, maybe your ride to work or your ride home from work or both <laughs> uh, you know don't limit it to one time talk to God speak to God and somebody says how do I pray you pray to God like you would talk to your best friend because he's a friend that's closer than a brother talk to your father talk to to him in the name of Jesus and great things can happen amen because he is what? My, my Abba, my daddy, my father. Amen. And he loves me. There are many different ways to pray. There uh, prayers to uh, prayers for comfort, prayers for peace, prayers for healing. Uh, there's prayers for, for uh, uh, salvation, all kinds of prayers. There is a type of prayer that often comes up, and it is a prayer known as breakthrough prayer. Even though you will never find the term breakthrough in the Bible as far as breakthrough prayer, but, but you will find examples of breakthrough prayers. And and so, uh, again, I'm shortening it to, so I can, uh, to that term so that we can look a little bit deeper. In other words, uh, there is a type of prayer that often comes up, a, break, a prayer for breakthrough. What is a breakthrough prayer and how often do we need to pray for one? Let me talk to you about that. Uh, the loose definition of, of, uh, is of a, of a spiritual breakthrough. It, it pertains to a new level of spiritual spirituality being reached. In other words, uh, you've heard uh, old-time preaching say it this way. 
Okay, we need to get deeper and deeper, and we need to get higher and higher. Okay, it sounds like it contradicts one another, but but again, God knows no. There is no end to His depth. There is no end to His height. I want to know all of Him. How about you? I want to go deeper in 21. I want to go higher in 21. I want to go to a whole nother level. How about you in 21? And that comes through breakthrough prayer. That comes when I touch heaven and heaven touches me. Going to a deeper level or a higher height, the definition of a breakthrough prayer in general is a sudden, dynamic, and important discovery or development or achieving a success in a particular sphere or activity. In other words, uh, that's a a theological definition of that term, but let me break it down the way I understand it. It means God busting through, breaking out, and being what He needs to be in any situation that you and I have need of. We need breakthrough this year in our community. We need breakthrough in our lives. Some examples of breakthroughs are when when a person gets saved. Amen. That's a breakthrough. You were bound in sin. You were in the tomb of of sin and Jesus came and rescued you. He rolled back your stone. He called your name and you were brought out of sin into love and life. That is a breakthrough. So salvation is a form of a breakthrough prayer. Also being sanctified by his power. What is being sanctified? Some have never even heard that term. Let me tell you what it means. The Bible says we are sanctified by the washing of the water of the Word. That's when I'm saved, but when I read the Word and it reveals things in my life that are not like Jesus, and I say, God, forgive me of that and let me be more like you. He is cleansing me deeper and deeper. I want you to know God is wanting to sanctify us this year and have a breakthrough in our lives. Amen. You don't have to put up with the sin that you've been putting up with. You don't have to put up with the habits you're putting up with, thinking that's just me. There's no way I'll get free. I've got news for you. There's nothing our God cannot do this year. There is nothing he cannot cleanse you of. There is nothing he cannot break in your life that has a hold on you. Amen, Pastor. Another type of breakthrough prayer is being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to go into detail later on in the sermon about that. And healing, being healed instantaneously. You see, there's one thing I, I believe. I believe my God can still heal instantly. I believe my God can still heal you immediately and instantly in your body. I still believe that. And not just your body, but your mind also. We receive a deeper understanding of truth. That is another form of breakthrough prayer. Have you ever been wrestling with a particular thing in the Bible or a particular thing in the Word and all of a sudden or a particular situation in your life and you're reading the Word and all of a sudden the Bible becomes large letter edition in your eyes. It just kind of jumps off the page at you and you're saying, that's my situation. And God gives you a revelation of something deeper in your life through His Word. That is a form of breakthrough. Receiving an answer to a prayer or or, or or having a victory over a particular temptation or sin in your life. The list could go on and on and on and on. In other words, you fill in the blank. I promise you, if you take a moment and let God search your heart, there's things that you need a breakthrough in in your life this year. This year. Examples of breakthrough in the Bible. Although the word, uh, a spiritual breakthrough, is not mentioned specifically in the Bible, there are instances uh, that we can call breakthrough. The book of Acts is full of these type of things and examples. Saul had a spiritual breakthrough, a literal eye-opening experience in Acts chapter 9. Let's read a little bit of that today. Acts chapter 9 verse 1 says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for a letter to the 
synagogues of Damas- at Damascus, so that he, if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone all around him. And and he and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" And he said, "Who are you, Lord?" And he answered, "I am Jesus, whom you have persecuted. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what to do." The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he 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 was without sight, and neither ate nor drink. I wonder if he might have been fasting. What do you think? What do you think? For three days, if I, I don't know how you would feel, but think about this. You're walking down the road, and all of a sudden, a light like you've never seen before shines in your face, and you hear a voice from heaven speak to you. You might be, uh, I might need to fast a little bit. Amen. The Bible says that his eyes were open, but he could not see. You see, for the first time in his life, he had been seeing things with his physical eye and he watched people who were following Jesus and it outraged him as a Jew. He couldn't stand what he saw. He said, I know what we need to do. We need to stamp this thing out. So he asked for letters from the synagogue that he might bind up and put in prison those who were a part of the way. And why did they call it the way? Before they were called Christians, they were called the way. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's why capitalized in your Bible. That's why it's capitalized. The way. Anybody a part of the way? Anybody following Jesus? I've got news for you. If we follow Jesus, there's going to be people that don't like it. There's going to, I'm going to tell you something. If you have a radical breakthrough in 21, there's going to be Christians that don't like it. But the thing is, where we've, at, where we've been has not got, the, got us where we need to be. We need to break through the old path and break loose of those bonds of religion and walk in the relationship that God has us as for us this year so that we might encounter Jesus. I want to encounter him this year. I don't want to just read about him. I want to encounter him this year. Well, we'll encounter him when he comes back. i got news for you. We still can encounter him. Do you realize that God is speaking and revealing himself all over this world right now? All over this world right now. There are, there are Muslims in the Middle East having dreams about Jesus. Never been told, always told he was nothing but a prophet. But they're having dreams about him where he's revealing who he is. Oh, no, no, he wouldn't do that. I've got news for you. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. And if he wants to break through into a mosque and speak to, a, 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 to, to their leaders about Jesus, he can do it. Well, yeah, I have a friend who is a missionary. And uh, they were traveling into uh, Hindu areas. And they went into this particular area and said when they first got there, they saw the Hindu priest and he had, the, had scrolls out before him, the holy scriptures of their faith. And he was meditating on them and praying in that village. And they went in and they began to share Jesus. This village had never heard about Jesus. You say, are there places in the world where people have still not heard about Jesus? I got news for you. There are people in Chattooga County that still haven't heard about Jesus. Oh, they've heard, they've heard the wrong definition of who he is, but they haven't, they haven't encountered him. And so he was sharing with, these, with, with the people about Jesus. He spent about four days there. He handed out some Bibles. This, this Hindu priest came and got one of the Bibles. 
He wanted one of the Bibles because he heard it was God's Word. And as they got ready to leave the, the village, here he is sitting where he always sat, but instead of the Hindu Scriptures, he's got a Bible open and he's sitting there doing this. You say, oh, there's nothing to that, Pastor. I got news for you. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces a, a beyond just bone and marrow to the very essence of who we are, to the soul of man. And God is going to get His message throughout the world. I'm here to tell you, if we won't speak up, God will speak up. And that's going to be a shameful moment, is it not? When God says, why weren't you my voice? I called you to be my voice. But God speaks to Paul or Saul on the road to Damascus. He is, he is blinded by the light. He's carried into the city. I love the rest of the story where God speaks to Ananias. Ananias was a godly man, and he says, you're going to go to Saul of Tarsus. Don't you know that terrified him? This was a killer. He says, you're going to go to this killer, and you're going to pray for him that he might receive his sight. Ananias being obedient, rises up, goes and prays for Saul and the scales fall off his eyes and the next thing you see of Saul is he's standing in the synagogue and instead of saying, hey, I got papers to arrest any of you, he's proclaiming Jesus. He's proclaiming Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. What are you saying? I'm here to tell you, you can have a breakthrough moment with God. God can do whatever he needs to do. He can speak to you when you think that he is silent in many, many ways. Peter had a breakthrough moment in Joppa when he realized that the gospel was meant for more than just the Jewish people. In Acts chapter 10, the Bible says that he has a breakthrough. He has a vision. Uh, and, and, and we've heard this is, uh, all our lives. He sees a, a cloth or a garment or a sheet being lowered down and it has everything every unclean animal to the Jewish faith. And, and the voice of the Spirit says, rise up, kill, and eat. Rise up. And this was, a, 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 was to defile oneself in the Jewish faith. What he was saying to them was, uh, to, 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 to Peter was, you need to realize, Peter, that my message is for all people. For all people. And so he has a breakthrough moment. Why? Because he had been troubled that some Gentiles were receiving the Lord. He was troubled because he saw Gentiles getting saved. And he said, no, God don't want to do that. I got news for you. You say, that don't happen today. I know there's some people get troubled when they say certain people get saved. Oh, yes, they do. I, no, they're not really saved. God can't save a, a drug addict. God can't save an alcoholic. God, God really can't. No, they, they, you don't know how mean that person was to their family. And now you're telling me they're going to heaven? I got news for you. You better open your mind because when you get there, there's going to be a lot of people there that you never dreamed would be there. And you ain't going to have time to worry about that because you're going to just be thankful you're there. Amen. Amen. Heaven's going to be full of some surprises. <laughs> I just don't want to be surprised. How about you? And then the final one, the giving of the Holy Spirit. The church had followed up to this point. It was the disciples and a few believers, about 120 that we know of, but that was about to change. And that 120 or so had seen Jesus crucified and, and, and now he was resurrected and, and he, he, was, he descended back to the Father and he looks at them and he says, now you go and you tarry in Jerusalem and you wait for the Comforter to come. You go and you wait for your breakthrough. Because I'm not asking you, look, he had just given them an impossible task. He said, I want all, I want all you guys to go and make disciples of the whole world. I don't know about you, but that's, that would be kind of intimidating to be told to go reach the whole world. And he says, now, 
I'm not going to leave you helpless, but I'm going to send you a helper, a comforter. And I want you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to tarry there till he comes. He, they tarried there for about approximately 10 days. And in those 10 days, they did a little business like the church will do. They got together. Well, since we're all here, let's, let's, let's get the budget for next year, that kind of thing. It took a little business. They replaced the uh, Judas with Matthias. But then I believe somewhere they got down to business with God. I'm going to talk today. God's going to help me. Somewhere we got to get down to business with God again. And in that 10 days, they took care of a little business. I believe they talked, recalled story after story of what Jesus did. I believe they sang every praise song they knew. But somewhere they began to seek the face of God. Now the Bible don't say they were fasting. It doesn't say that they were doing that. I don't know if they were or not. But if you've been told by Jesus to go and tarry, there's going to come a point when you get to day two and it hasn't showed up. Now he didn't tell them in ten days I'm sending it. For all they knew it would be a hundred days. Or a year. He said, you just go and you wait for it. Isn't that our most exciting word in our English language? How many loves the word wait? Most exciting word in our language. Most frustrating word in our language. That's when you get people that look at me and they'll go, I need more patience, but I'm not praying for it. Because I know if you pray for patience, it comes through trials and tribulations. So I don't ask for patience. I got news for you. Your good, good father knows if you need it or not, and he'll give it to you anyway. You might as well ask. Might as well submit to it. But they tarried. And I want you to think about putting yourself in that upper room. How frustrated would you get? All right, Jesus. Now we're working on day four. We've already done everything. You know what, Lord, we've done everything we know to do now. No, you haven't. I believe somewhere in that tarrying, something broke in them and they realized until we seek him we'll never find him because he said in Matthew 7 seek and you shall find knock and it shall be open to you and I believe they got on their faces and began to call out to God and cry out to God day 6 they begin to cry out and call out to God day 7 they begin to cry out more and call out to God more and I'm here to tell you if that took place I believe somewhere along the line the plates got pushed back and said we got to get down to business with him he he said we've got to reach the world we can't reach the world without this helper he told us was coming and so day 8 comes they're crying out to God day 9 they're still seeking and they're desperate in their prayers folks if we don't get desperate in our prayers we're never going to see a breakthrough and then day 10 comes oh my goodness day 10 comes and the Bible says and when the day of Pentecost arrived they were together in one place and suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on them and each one of them, uh, uh, on each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. They waited 10 days and then all 120 began to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and I'm here to tell you this is where the great Pentecostal misconception comes. The, the Pentecostal 
Pentecostal message is not come and speak in tongues, though I believe that is biblical and there is a place for that. The Pentecostal message is come and be empowered to fulfill the great commission that God has placed upon the church. That's the call of God. That's the Pentecostal message. They were filled with the Spirit. How desperate are you for God to break the silence in this room? And I heard a sound from heaven. You see, part of my prayer is in the next three weeks, somewhere I'm going to hear a sound from heaven break the silence. And it's going to fill the place where I'm at. How about you? I hope it happens on a Sunday morning. I hope it happens on a 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service. But if it don't happen here, I hope it happens to you in the middle of the night. Woo. You think you heard a burglar and God says, no, that's just me coming into your situation. You think you heard something? Oh, that's just me stepping into your marriage. That's just me stepping into your family. That's just me stepping into your situation. And I heard a sound from heaven. That's just me reconciling your crazy kids to me. Now, if you're a kid and you think you're crazy, I'm talking to you. Amen. That's just me stepping on the scene in 2021 to get my church to shake its slumber. Come on, church, it's time for us to get the sleep out of our eyes and stand up in power and anointing and authority in 21 and see God do amazing things. I'm ready for breakthrough healing in this year. How about you? I'm telling you, I'm ready for God to get a hold of some of our God-spirit-filled nurses. And when they walk in the room and that patient's unconscious on that vent and they're saying, oh, COVID's about to take them, they just reach over and grab them and they say, in the name of Jesus, and all of a sudden, eyes well open up and the breathing comes back to normal and they say get out of my mouth so I can praise God I'm ready to see God invade Chattooga County High School and Tryon High School and all our elementary and middle schools. I'm ready for God to empower our young people to have a, bo a voice in this world, a voice in our colleges, a voice for him that we will not just try to blend in, but we're not ashamed to stand out. Why? Because somewhere in my room, I heard a sound from heaven. <laughs> and it was God stepping in. I'm ready for God to step into my life. How about you? I'm ready for God to step into my situation. How about you? I'm ready for God to invade the church again and be, look, it's his. He died for it. We need breakthrough. Breakthrough in our jobs. Breakthrough in illnesses. Breakthrough with our children. Breakthrough with our friends and our relatives and our family who are struggling with depression, anxiety, and mental illness. I'm ready for God to start healing some emotions. Come on, folks. There's a lot of depression and a lot of suicide went on in 2020. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to carry right over into this year unless we begin to share the hope of Jesus Christ with this world. 
Because I'm here, you can, look, and, and again, don't go out here saying, Pastor said it's a sin to take anxiety pills. I'm not. If you, some people actually need them. You got an issue, you got, but I'm here to tell you, I think some people could come off of that if they would just get a sound from heaven in their life and get God to fill them up and let them overflow with his spirit. Some people. And if you have to have them because you've got a real problem with that and you really have to have them, I believe God can improve you. Amen? He can improve your outlook. He can improve your situation. So don't, don't, don't misunderstand that today. But I'm just saying God's ready to loose the chains, not just of the physical illnesses, but of the emotional and the spiritual illnesses that have attacked and plagued the body. There is a lack of faith and more fear in the church than there needs to be. God, the great physician, is ready to cut fear, that cancer, out of the body of Christ. Amen. He did it in the early church. They went and they preached Jesus. They got beat up. Come on. I ain't talking about beat up with, a, with somebody just blessing them out. No, they were beat, physically beaten and charged directly. Do not preach in the name of Jesus again. Don't do it. The Bible says they went back and they began to tarry and pray. They were empowered once again by the Holy Spirit. You see, I'm going to tell you, just like the salvation's not once and done, neither is the baptism of the Spirit once and done. He wants to continually fill your, your cup. Why? Because as he fills my cup, I minister out of that, and then he wants to refill it again and again and again so I can keep on sharing Jesus. They went back. They tarried for a little while. The power of the Spirit came, and the Bible says they went back out and they preached again in the name of Jesus, this time with boldness. Boldness. Some of us need some boldness for Jesus. Oh, we bold about everything else. We bold when somebody cuts us off on the interstate. Come on. Are we bold when somebody... I'm going to hush. We need to be bold for Jesus. Amen. God is ready to bring breakthrough into the body of Christ once again. Praying for breakthrough is not an easy task. There must be a tearing process. Many times we pray for general breakthrough in all areas, but we need to get a little more specific, I feel like, during this fast. Some of us need to zero in on some, on some specific things that we need God to do. Examples, examples of praying the Scripture. We need to, some of us need to pray the Bible. Some of us know partial verses. Amen? In other words, I had a, I had a uh, young person come to me once and I was talking to them about praying for Scripture over a thing that they, that they were fighting and they looked at me and they said, well, I do what the Bible says. I resist the devil all the time, but the more I resist, the more he pours it on. He don't go nowhere. The Bible says resist the devil and he shall flee. I said, actually, it doesn't say that. It says submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil and he shall flee. If you don't do the first part, you're not going to earn the second part. Amen? And when I submit myself fully to the Lord, what is submission? Submission is fulfilling Romans when it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, Paul said, isn't it the least you can do? It's to give him everything. 
And when I submit myself unto God and when I submit fully to Him, I've got news for you. No longer am I resisting the devil, but God is resisting through me. And all of a sudden, I am not doing it by myself, but all of heaven has come to stand beside me. And what Satan sees when he looks at me is not Phil saying, I'm resisting, I'm resisting, I'm resisting. No, he sees me standing there. He sees Jesus standing there. He sees the Father standing there. He sees the Holy Spirit there. He sees all the heaven. Heaven's army's there. He realizes he's no match for the God that I serve and he takes off. But if I don't submit myself to God, I'm all on my own. Amen? Anybody ever resisted and it not happened? I have. But I realized I had not submitted. You cannot have him flee unless you first submit to God. Amen? Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Anybody want a new thing in 21? I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What's he say? He's prophesying here, Isaiah is, and he's saying, look, don't you see that God is about to do something like he's never done before? He's going to do a new thing. Don't you even see it? Don't you perceive it? I want to tell you something. As you push into this time of consecration, you're going to begin to get a Holy Ghost perception of what's coming. You're going to get an anticipation of what God is about to do. In other words, don't you perceive it? Don't you anticipate what God is about to do? Some of us do not live our lives in anticipation of a miracle. We live our our lives in anticipation of the next bad thing to come our way. What's going to hit our nation next? What's going to hit our world next? What's coming? Coming next, oh my goodness, this thing's done mutated in England and it's on its way. It's done got its passport. I got news for you. It doesn't matter if we will submit ourselves to God, church. If we'll cry out to God, church, our God is the healer. And I don't know which one it was, but one of the stripes that Jesus received on his back was marked for coronavirus. One of them was marked for that. For by his stripes... We were, not going to be, were healed. Amen. Amen. I was talking to somebody the other day. I think it was my mama. She said, well, Phil, you know, the devil ain't got caught off guard by nothing. I said, yeah. She said, I, she said I'm, I'm talking to some of my friends, and they're like, or some of my family, and it's almost like, you know, coronavirus hits, and Jesus looks over at the Father and goes, whoo, Dad, I didn't see that. Man, where was that coming from? Do you think God was caught off guard? Do you think God was caught off guard with 2020? You think God was caught off guard with riots in Washington? You think God was caught off guard with what's been going on in our world? No, God has not been caught off guard. As a matter of fact, God has been sitting back saying, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will heal their land. If you'll do it, I'll respond. If you'll do it, I'll do it. If you'll move, I'll move. If you'll take a step, I'll take a step. God's waiting on his church. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says this. Ask and it will be given you to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Those letters are in red. Oh my goodness. What are you saying? Some of us, we got to know something. If you'll seek God, you'll find God. Amen. And you'll find God. Look, you're not going to, some of us, God is not traveling through the backside of the universe to get to you. He's here because he is everywhere. Amen. He is omnipresent. He said, if you'll seek me, you'll find me. If you knock, I'm going to open it. Some of us need some open doors in our lives this year. Anybody need God to open up some things for them this year? Financially, uh, spiritually, uh, in, in relationships, you need God to open. Another word for breakthrough. You need God to break through to some things this year. You need it opened up for you this year. Guess what? He says, look, if you'll knock, how do I knock? I'm going to tell you right now. I'll do like the old rock song, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Some of us need to do that. We need to knock on heaven's door. We need to pound on heaven's door. But I got news for you. Guess who heaven's door is? It's Jesus. He said, I'm the door. I'm the way. If you'll just ask, if you'll just seek, if you'll just knock, it's going to be opened up to you and I'm going to let you come in you have an open invitation with him for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks the door is open will you stand Breakthrough prayer. Well, how do I pray? Conversation. Conversation. Talking to God. God's wanting us to lose our awkwardness with Him. With everything going on right now, if I wanted my dad, all I got to do is get in the car and seek him. Drive an hour, and 10 minutes, and I'll find him. Find him right in Crandall, Georgia. And all I got to do is walk up to the door and knock, and it'll be opened. And when I walk through and sit down and I say, I need you, Father, my dad, my earthly dad, will look at me and say, what do you need, son? Well, if him being earthly, Jesus would say, him being flesh, knows how to give good gifts to you, what of, what of me? What about your heavenly Father? Are you seeking? Are you asking? Are you knocking? We need a breakthrough. And it's not going to come because you will it, wish it, or want it, church. I wish things would get better. I hear that a lot. Man, I wish things would get better, Pastor, and we'd get back to normal. Oh, my goodness, I wish it. Breakthrough comes through prayer, fasting, seeking. 
and losing my preconceived ideas of how that breakthrough should come. <laughs> Amen? Anybody prayed and said, boy, I'll know God's answer because it needs to happen just like this. I've never really ever had God do it just like this. He's always taken that scenic route. But it's always been the best way when it happens. I had somebody come to me once years ago and they said, I want you to pray I get a new job because this, 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 this is going on. I prayed and I got fired. They came to me and they said, you must not have prayed hard enough. I said, I prayed hard. They said, well, I got fired. I said, I still prayed. Two weeks later, they were offered the best job. Two weeks later, didn't have two days later. Two weeks later, they were offered the best job of their life. Why? Because sometimes God shuts doors. But my friend, when he shuts one, you better believe he's going to open another. We just got to be faithful. I like what Jensen Franklin says. Between the time God shuts one door and the time the next one opens, he said, it can be hell in the hallway. Come on. It can be. We can be fighting hell in that hallway. The devil telling us God's deserted us. God's abandoned us. God's not with us. God, God don't care about us. See, we ask for him to make things better. Instead, I lost my job. But you know what? If we will remain faithful and keep on praising and keep on praying and keep on asking, he's got a door that no man can shut. He'll open. Are you ready, church, for breakthrough? I want us, if we would, just, I'll just say right now, if you feel a need for that, come on. Just come on right now. Just come on right now. You need breakthrough? Come on right now. You ready for a breakthrough? Come on right now. You ready to see God move? Come on, this isn't just for the, the older folks in this congregation or the adults in this congregation. This is for everybody in this room. Some of our teenagers, you need a breakthrough in your life. Some of our, our young adults, you need a breakthrough in your life. Just, you're not going to get it because you will it once or, or wish it or want it. It's going to come because you seek the face of God. I'm, after, I'm asking you now, find a place to pray. If you, if you would, if you're with your family and you don't want to come forward, pray with them right now. Just take, take them by the hand and say, let's pray together for a breakthrough in our family this year. Let's, let's ask God for a breakthrough in our household this year. Come on, all over this church, let's pray today. Let's talk to God today. Amen. All over the building. We would like to thank you for joining us for our weekly podcast. We pray that you receive something from the Lord today. Please share your prayer requests and testimonies with us by emailing us at tryonhwc at gmail.com. If you would like more information concerning Harvest Worship Center, you can visit our website at tryonhwc.com. We would love for you to visit us in person sometime. Our services are held at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Children's worship is during our 11 a.m. service. If you would like to give to the ministries of Harvest Worship Center, you can also do this by clicking the Giving tab online. Once again, we would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray you have a blessed week.